So, my uh, sort of, it's not a time capsule, but uh, uh, my prediction for this week revolves around my team. And we talked about our teams a lot this week, but that's kind of a theme, I guess. So, my big prediction this week is that Nate Peterman, Mr. Five Interceptions in One Half, is going to throw three touchdowns <laughs> that vaunted Ravens secondary defense. Three touchdowns en route to a route. <laughs> Week one. Nate Peterman, remember I said this, three touchdowns against the Baltimore Ravens. All right, everyone, it's just me in the room now. Um, so my uh, prediction or my, my future thing is going to uh, the New Orleans-Tampa game. It is a game that everyone is is writing Tampa off. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to win. I, I fully believe New Orleans wins the game. But uh, rookie sensation Alvin Kamara, who obviously Mark Ingram is suspended, I'd say Alvin Kamara has under 75 total yards. Uh, I think the Bucks will contain him. They will. The New Orleans will not win based on the production of Alvin Kamara. So 75 total yards, and he will not score more than one touchdown <laughs> in the game. That is my uh, prediction. You heard it here first, so we'll see uh, what happens on Sunday. All right, so uh, welcome back to Simultaneous Catch. Episode 2. If you're uh, still with us after those two predictions, I'm impressed. All right, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you very much for listening, uh, for those of you who did. A uh, little note to pass, Adam and Josh. It's called Friends Fortunes. Okay, my bad. You know, we're like doing all this time capsule junk. Friends Fortunes. Friends Fortunes. Until our fan base tells us something different. Sticking to that. All right. Uh, this is unbelievable. I enjoyed how much you laughed at yourself <laughs> during your prediction. I'm so freaking stupid. So, well, uh, no, you're a good guy. If there's one, here's the, I guess, first of all, we're going to talk about our teams all the time on these shows, obviously, but... If there's one thing that I need you to help me steer clear from, it's talking about my team and making predictions because I can. Well, I didn't know it was happening. Here's the thing: I can convince myself that anything would happen in a Bills game. I can convince myself so easily. I, I don't, and, and I just have me up for heartbreak. So see, the thing is, when we were talking in the week, or I mean, like last week, while I was in the room, nothing like that happened. I know. So, I, <laughs> so see, I need to be supervised at all times. So for. For those of you who are first-time listeners, welcome. Uh, but our weekly, one of our weekly reoccurring segments is friends' fortunes until, <laughs> if and until we come up with a better name for that. But uh, so every week at the end of the week, uh, one of us will leave the room and we'll make a prediction for next week. And I guess we didn't. I wasn't sure if we were supposed to be bold or not, but we both looked pretty bold with that. I thought. Yeah, was I mean, like good. it wasn't. It's not. Mine it's not as simple as saying like. They're going to win. Yeah, <laughs> it's know, something yeah. So, interesting. So we're going to start each episode with the fortunes from last week, and hopefully they're not as horrendous as those. But for those of you wondering... I feel really excited about mine this week. Nat, Nat, well, Nate Peterman's real stat line, <clears throat> 5 of 18, 24 <laughs> yards, 2 interceptions. For those of you wondering, that's a 0.0 passer rating. The second of Nathan Peterman's career. That is heartbreaking. And here's another heartbreaking stat. If a quarterback clocks the ball, this means he spikes the ball on a play to to stop the clock. 20 straight times. His passer rating is 39.6. 
Nathan you Peterman, told me that, that's fascinating Nathan Peterman would have had a better passer rate. I don't know if it's 20, maybe it's not 20 times, maybe it's not, but I, I, maybe it's like just clocking the ball. Okay. Is, you know what I mean? Yes, maybe it's I not understand. that dramatic, but still, if he threw the ground intentionally into the dirt on every play, he would have had a better quarterback rating than he did by actually trying to beat the Ravens. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Obviously, it's we are gonna terrible. we're gonna talk about the Bills a few more times throughout the rest of the show. But that is horrible. That that the what you just brought up, I think, is so so fascinating horrible. to me. Um, well, let's take Kamara's Kamara's. Yeah. Stat okay. Line. So Kamara's final stat line uh, was nine catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. Now, hang on. Here's why the reason I don't think I'm totally crazy for. Okay. Eight carries, twenty nine okay, yards so on the rushing. ground. So it was the through the air then. Now hang on. So here's he scored two rushing touchdowns. Okay. So three total touchdowns. Here's well, the final. Here's the final Ingram stat line. One hundred and forty one total yards, three yeah. TDs. Okay. So he almost doubled what I said he was gonna do. <laughs> but I don't feel totally awful okay. about what I said because of the twenty nine yards on yeah, the I ground. Yeah, I mean they contained him on the ground. They did. Uh so, I mean, obviously, like we talked about, it's supposed to be a bold prediction. Obviously, he's yeah. an extremely, extremely talented player. Yeah. I uh, was never taking anything away from that. I just thought they would do a lot better at containing him. I, 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 I like Tampa's defensive tackle. I like their their linebackers. Yeah, I like yeah. all those things. So, I thought they'd do a little bit better job on that. I mean, last year we were talking about Tampa being the, the pick to go really deep you that's know? such a it's such an interesting team which yeah. I, I don't know if we'll talk about today but uh definitely at, at some point oh we will um so but the eight carries 29 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns like you just alleviated to yeah. uh especially on the goal line like that's gonna be mark ingram and Probably. i think i think a game like this proves how valuable he is from the ground yeah, aspect move, of the they game move everywhere on right the team. So, uh, I think a lot of people throughout the offseason were talking about, oh, they have the running back that they released now, and they mm-hmm. got uh, Gillisley, but they were really excited about how he was going to fill in for the Ingram role, and they were like, mm-hmm. well, Ingram's not even necessary for this offense anymore, and wow. I just disagree with that. Okay. So, I think I think once he gets okay. back from his suspension, it's going to be uh, really, games? yeah, four games, three more games. Uh, I think he's going to be a very valuable piece. All right. Yeah. And uh, I know we don't talk a lot of fantasy on this this show yet, at least. But uh, yeah, I'm points. I'm happy to uh, have him stashed on my bench for when he gets back. I forgot you had him. I do. Uh, yeah. So that's friends' fortune. Uh, a lot of fun. We'll do better next week. Hopefully, hopefully. we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So let's uh, let's delve into week one. Pal. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, it's such an interesting time of the year because I mean, like picking games. That's. Ex- Obviously difficult to do, right, right. especially after this preseason where so many teams did just weird things. And I don't want to say by far, but week one is absolutely one of the toughest and most interesting weeks in the NFL. I was going to say it's by far the most difficult to predict, and maybe maybe that is true. You know what yeah, I mean? But in some ways. I don't want to say by far, but sure. still, it's so difficult to predict because you're right. I mean, all you have is preseason and, you know... It's valuable in its own right, but it's so hard to really predict, you know, winning and losing. And ter- you know what I mean? And, right. You know, and again, we'll talk about these things later, but Nathan Peterman completed 80% of his passes in the preseason. He couldn't score a touchdown. He couldn't move. He couldn't. Compl- I, we didn't get a first down until the second half when Josh Allen came in. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a big difference between that. So, when you go into week one and you try to pick these games, you have no idea what's going to happen. So, this is leading into our, like, our sort of a recap of week one, but we want to talk, talk about overreactions. Overreactions. <laughs> overreactions and maybe some mulligans on some predictions that we had that maybe aren't overreactions that we think to come into this year because that was a crazy week one for sure. So uh, one overreaction that I want to talk about is how everyone, and I've heard it all week long Mm -hmm. uh, from a ton of media, I've actually not heard a single media person, not that I'm actively searching them out just from my casual listening, no one has been saying the Saints defense is going to be okay. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, we're back to the Saints defense of 2016. Drew Brees is now going to have to throw over 5,000 yards once again. Um, Which he can do if they need him. I mean, if they need him to, absolutely. He's just an awesome quarterback. But regardless, that's such an overreaction. Think about last year's week one. Saints traveled up to Minnesota, got destroyed by By Sam Bradford. Bradford. Uh, And, you know, I don't know if nobody's thinking about that game, but that Saints defense didn't look good, and then they just morphed. remembers that game. You know, I mean, just, yeah, that was a Monday night game. I think that might have been the second one so that the it's the very late I game I can't remember I'm not positive about but, it, but I, I, I know it was the Monday game possibly the later one Dalvin Cook broke Adrian Peterson's rushing record for his first career game yep so, so they ran all over them yeah so I, I am not worried about the Saints defense yet I mean yeah, obviously I mean, Cameron Jordan came out and said what happened I mean he's one of the defensive leaders of yeah. that team he said it's unacceptable uh, but they have a lot of talent it's true and so they really do. a week one you know it's just it's Football is not a week one game. So Absolutely. Yeah. That was uh, one thing that I've been hearing all week. I'm like, no, pump the brakes. Calm down. I think people need to cool their jets on that one, definitely. Um, my big overreaction, I think, I have a lot of them listed here, but yeah. one that I want to mention because it ties into what my uh, um, my instinct is to go right to the Bills one, but we'll get of to course. We'll get to that. Oh, wow, I'm surprised. We'll get to that. I'm not going to go to that one. Um, but... Is and this ties in with my bold prediction of the year of the 49ers is that a majority of the people that I that I've spoken to and these are casual fans these aren't analysts that are saying this yeah um, are we just don't calling, hang out with them yeah right <laughs> they're calling Jimmy G overrated and they're like oh my god overpaid he's so bad blah 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 blah, blah. oh wow and I'm like and I'm, okay first of all here's the stat line it's 15 of 33 261 a touchdown and three picks so not that great no pretty rough day but. Cool your jets, people. He played the Minnesota Vikings defense, that which yep. was the number one defense last year, and they added pieces in the offseason. They didn't lose people. Yeah, the they Minnesota just got defense. scarier. The, so let's let's calm down. The fact that Jimmy G kept them in that game is impressive to me. Absolutely. With a beautiful pass to Pettis, the rookie. I, I don't know if you saw highlights of it, but dude was rolling out to his left, off his back foot, just slinging it with a guy hitting him in his face, right in the, t- the tips of his bucket. It, it was beautiful. Yeah. So, like... I, I just, it, week one drives me nuts because it's so exciting and everybody's so ready for it. Everyone's then, football's back. You know, it's so heavy, but then people watch it and they're like, oh my God, did Jimmy G, they're going to go all in 16. Like, not that they're oh, saying wow. not that they're, not I, that sure. was, no not, one's saying that. But. Nobody's saying that, but I'm just over dramatizing, is that a word? Uh, Whatever. No. We're yeah. over dramatizing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a word, but people just like go <laughs> so crazy and to the extreme instead of like, okay, that was a bad week. You know what I mean? If this were week seven or eight, they'd be like, okay, they had a bad week. 
but it's week one and people think it just defines their team. That's such a good point. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah, I mean, like, I obviously have a lot of feelings about Jimmy G. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, I know when the trade happened last year, I was like, well, I'm a 49er fan now. Um, I'm I'm absolutely going to root for them. I love that team. Right. I really do. But, I mean, like, the thing is, and like you said, Jimmy kept them in the game. It Mm -hmm. wasn't a pretty stat line. But that's really what being a quarterback's about sometimes is being able I mean obviously it's a, it's a team game and like right. everyone has to work together but I mean like just the ability for your guys to come around you we talked about that last week we're going to talk about that a little later on yeah. I know it's something that I, I feel strongly about absolutely but I'm I'm happy that Jimmy lost yeah I they took away the undefeated quarterback mm-hmm. whole stigma or weight on his shoulder right. whatnot right um, and so, but I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes from here. Maybe because, it's nice that he lost his first game. So. I mean, <laughs> I, I hope so. What I'm interested to see now is how he responds to it. To see mm-hmm. how he goes into week two with having, right. having that adversity yeah. and whatnot. Um, so I'm, I'm just really curious about it. And I think the biggest thing, and like you said, casual fans are freaking out. People are going to Twitter, all sorts of things. Minnesota their players, their coaching staff, they came out and praised Jimmy and Shanahan. They're saying, like, this system is good. They know what they're doing. So, obviously, if they're praising it, we need to be. So, like Adam said, cool the Jets. Cool the Jets. Don't overreact. Um... So I know you're gonna gonna hit the bills here in a second, so I'll I'll steal clear of that and let you talk about that one. Uh, I'm going to talk about, obviously, and this is a little close to home for both of us as well, is the Jets, the J-E-T-S, oh, Jets, God. Jets, Jets. If I have to hear another Jets fan call <laughs> Sam Darnold the truth, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. No, hang on. I, I do have to praise the guy. I love, I like Sam Darnold. I love the way he responded from his very first career play. Now, I would have like... imagine? Oh, it'd be so awful. The height, the, just the height pick six on the first pass it's it's if he goes like if he becomes the quarterback people just assuming that he's gonna be what a great story that'd be an awesome you know story I, mean? yeah. I heard on the radio i don't remember who was talking or it might have just been a fan that called and i'm not positive yeah. but uh they asked it was a jets fan they're like what did you do on uh when that play happened he's like i went and threw up it's <laughs> like I literally went to the bathroom and threw it sounds up. like me <laughs> so I mean obviously that, I mean, that's funny his final stat line was 16 of 21 198 yards two touchdowns in the pick so he managed the game for the yeah, most part yeah uh, a fine game. fine game under 200 yards now see I was at rehearsal during that yeah. game so uh, I came out and I saw the score I was like wow obviously they're lighting it up yeah. obviously Donald's doing an amazing job uh, but when you there's, there's so many aspects of that yeah. game so Darnold did fine, played well, but let's cool the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing about them was that most of his completions, and I don't have the exact stats on this, but most of his plays were on big third down conversions. He was able to step up in the pocket and pick up first down. That's huge. You know what I mean? Because people That's can go vitally 16, important. People can go sixteen of twenty one for one hundred ninety eight yards, and they all completions can be. For not, for not, you know what I mean? Sure. But, so he really, really managed that game like a true vet. And that's a um, great aspect. And I was going to say, I think that's a testament to um, Josh McCown. Hmm. I really do, because I, I and I'm a, I'm a big Josh McCown fan. I love Josh McCown. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, he's there, he's the backup, but he's whispering in the ear of Sam Donald the whole game, like, 
I, I would love to hear the conversation that he had with him after the pick six. You know I think I mean? that that's such an underrated aspect is he has like that really strong 40 year old quarterback who's who's been through so much really i mean like because he he, i mean he's did he start with the cardinals was the cardinals he started with i don't even know well all i remember is is because um i remember i forget who told the story but somebody told a story about they were with minnesota and they were trying to make the playoffs and on like the last play josh mccown hit a hail mary and it kicked him out of the playoffs okay it was like early in mccown's career maybe been his first season with the Cardinals, but he was with them, and then he was with Chicago and took over for injured, injured Jay Cutler and was, like, great. Yeah. And then he got the big contract from the Bucks, right? I know he went down there. I think it was the Bucks next. So, like, this guy's gone everywhere, and he just kind of, no, he's sort of got a cerebral presence in that Yeah, he's group. just, he, I mean, the reason he's still in the league is, obviously, he's talented. Yeah. But he has a high football IQ. He's a smart guy. He'll be a coach. He, he probably will. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. <laughs> All yeah, right. Let's cool the Jets on that one. Yeah. All right. And this is my next. This J-E-T-S. is the two- Yeah, Jets. This is this is a big one. Um, and it's not just for the Bills aspect. It's really not, I swear. <laughs> no, but it, it's not. It's We've really discussed not this and I agree 100%. Here's the thing. So, 47 to 3. Yeah, that's Don't even give me Don't let me talk for that for too long cuz that'll just upset me. <laughs> but so, we're looking at this game and and I guess we have a little bit of proof at because of the Thursday night game now. But, you know, after the Ravens-Bills game, people are hailing the Ravens as a top five team in the NFL. And calling the Bills the worst team in the NFL by far. Now, I'm going to pull up a tweet here from our pal Stephen A. Smith, who's a, our fre- pal. Who's a frequent listener to Simultaneous Catch. <laughs> we'll have him on the show next week. Yeah, uh, tune in. Uh, but anyway, so... Five days ago, Stephen A. Smith said, This year's Buffalo Bills may be the worst NFL team we've seen this decade. Forget records, the 0-16 teams in Detroit and Cleveland in recent memory. I'm not talking record. I'm just saying they are god-awful. Is there anything worse than Peterman? Hashtag Lordy. I'm a little sad you didn't do uh, your Stephen A. Smith yeah, impression. Right. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, I mean, what? The worst team this decade? The li- And he brought it up. He was like, forget about records. 0-16. Two different teams went 0-16. I can... And the Ravens being a top five team in the NFL, I don't believe that. All right, sorry, I don't hang believe on. that. Let's pump the brakes, like, my friend. So there, there's two different avenues. Do you want to talk over... about the Ravens this second, or do you want to talk about the Bills? There's Cause... two overreactions there. You, there are you two overreactions. I, don't, I, don't... I mean, we'll, I think I think we can talk a little bit more about we'll talk the Bills. Bills later, but that's just something. But I mean, I there's, there's more to delve know. into. There, there is versus the Ravens, and we'll get to that because we're gonna have a part where we talk about Josh Allen and, and that. Um, but... So I mean, like. You the Ravens. Think the Ravens are a top five team. Like? I don't think they're a top five team. Okay. Uh, I think they're a playoff team. Okay. I do think they're a okay. playoff team. Um, I mean, they basically were last year. You know, almost. Um, <clears throat> and I think that is a testament, kind of, to Harbaugh. Uh, yeah. Who I'm a I'm a big fan of. I yeah. know since their Super Bowl year and everything, like people are bring up, bring up stats about how the team struggled and whatnot. Right. But I mean, like it's been very consistent. They're always close. They play mm-hmm. their division teams really tough, which is obviously. Super vital and important, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, no, they are they are not a top five team. So yeah. I don't even I don't even have anything more to say on that. I mean, I think the, the the thing about the Ravens is that I think 
it's they're so interesting because look at all the talent they have on the defensive side of the ball. It's insane. But they've consistently been that number 15, 16 team in the league, like right around that middle, just like hovering right above it. And for some reason, they haven't really broken that. And what happens is they the, on their playoff runs they get they sneak into the playoffs and they're not like because they don't dominate in the pre- regular season yeah and then Joe gets hot and then they move I mean that's what they did in the Super Bowl run right absolutely so it's just so it, it just drives me crazy now that they're like the Bills are by far the worst team that's ever existed in the last decade and then the Ravens are one of the best teams in the league it's like guys cool the Jets it's week one I will say this <laughs> I guess I do have one more comment about the Ravens <laughs> is that I don't think. We've seen the true Ravens team yet. No, I agree. That's both I, with that. both games have Even been drastically game. different. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, obviously, we're recording this after Thursday night football. Right, right. Um, but so obviously, week one against Buffalo, they get up big and like they're able and to that just game do got whatever so they want. Too, and the conditions were so bad. You right, know what I mean, right. You're starting a quarterback that's on his third start, and still, by the way, has not finished a start in his that's NFL fascinating. Career. So. Um, week but two, they anyway. get down and have to crawl their way back in. I mean, they fought back. They really did. They snuck in near the end, but yeah. You know. So I mean, like, I don't think I don't think from the point of view from like a game script, nothing has happened the way that Baltimore is playing. So I don't think we've right. truly have seen that team yet. Yeah. So still a lot of room to learn about but them. Let's cool the Jets on overreacting. Um, do you want to hit up the Chiefs real quick? or Yeah, so this is interesting, too, and we will both talk about it, but I was reading a thing on NFL.com. I, was it, I, I forget who wrote it, but they were talking about Chiefs being the best offense in the NFL. See, I had not even heard this, so. Yeah. And there are people talking about it, too, uh, but here's Patrick Mahomes' stat line, 15-27, 256 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Tyreek Hill, seven catches, 169 yards. Two touchdowns and a 91-yard punt return for a touchdown. So let's just pause for a moment, and uh, obviously we won't play this audio, but let's just recall last week when Adam said uh, Pat Mahomes was uh, not not going to be till next year. I, did, I, 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 I said it. Maybe, maybe we do need to pull a lot out. I thought I said he would be wildly inconsistent, and that I wasn't going to be cool with that. Let's pull up the audio. I... I Maybe Pat Mahomes is the truth for Kansas City, but I don't think the truth will set in this year. Okay. I, okay. No, keep playing. No, keep playing. You want to keep going? Okay. Yeah. That they're going to struggle. I think that he's going to hit some home run balls and make you go, what the heck was that? Okay. Yeah. And I think that he's going to make some dumb throws that you're like, what the heck was that? Okay. So I, I like I, that. I'm not, I'm not big on them, and I know they have all these weapons, but I think their defense has gotten really okay, hit this year. You know, losing market. Okay. okay, so, so again, like overreaction, <laughs> but I just I when I was listening <laughs> to confirm our pals' picks, I was like, oh, <laughs> I just uh, that. What did that we say? Oh no, because we're talking about the Chiefs being the, the number one offense, right? Is that what that is what about? we were talking about? But okay, so he had his one game where we're like, whoa, okay, no, you're right. Home. So you're let's absolutely wait until he, right. He's you're, not going to be that all year. <laughs> this is, I think he's going to come back down to earth when he travels to Pittsburgh. I was going to say. Where Kansas gonna, City has historically played poorly. Exa- uh, but be, it, I'm, I'm very, very interested to see what happens. I really am. But Like I said, it just funny. made me happy. It made me smile <laughs> when I listened to it for Pals Picks, which we'll get to let's later. Let's pull up the audio. <laughs> let's, can, we get a, can we get a tracker counter on how many times Josh is going to say during our shows? Let's pull up the audio. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Chiefs, 
uh, obviously have exploded onto the scene. Uh, really? Uh, My fantasy team loves it. Yeah, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. <laughs> pulled you back into that game, which was amazing. Um, but let's let's pump the brakes yeah. on on that. Absolutely. I think we'll see how they how they uh, what, what happens in this next game. But I do, uh, I do think it'll be a nice test. You know, it will be we'll see for sure. Happens. All right, so do you have any more uh, overreaction things you want to talk about? No, not really. I mean, I have a lot of stuff listed that we'll get to other parts. Uh, this is this is one thing I, I did wanted to say. I want to make a good point about numbers. Sure. Because one of my favorite shows that used to be on ESPN, Michael Smith and Jamel Hill, was Numbers Never Lie. Okay. It's one of my favorite shows. But this is something that I really want people to pay attention to and listen to because I hate and love when people bring up numbers. Because it's true that numbers never lie, but they can tell whatever story you want. Interesting. And it's so true. Because the numbers, they really don't. It's the numbers are the numbers. But you can twist a number to make it look any way you want. You really, for the most part. I mean, not always, but for the most part, you can bring up the, just the right amount of stat that you want to make your point, but not the whole picture. Or you can look at the whole picture and not look at the, like, small stat that matters the most. So I think that really happens with the overreactions here. Is that, you know, we talked about uh, Ravens Bills forty-seven to three. Yeah. Okay, the Ravens are the best team in the league. Bills are the worst. Okay, but you didn't see the game conditions. You didn't see how quick the game got out of hand. You also didn't see like how quick other players were pulled from the game to put in. So, you know, that, that's what I'm saying is that you look at the one number and yeah, that number doesn't lie. We got our tails handed to us. But it doesn't tell the whole story. It tells the story you wanted to tell. That's I think just you're, the point that I wanted to make. About I think you're absolutely correct. Yeah, I'm all about that. <clears throat> all right, now we're going to just talk about a few specific games that we think uh, yeah. really kind of impacted some things or we thought was really interesting. Absolutely. Uh, one we kind of talked about or alluded to, at least with my with my uh, bold prediction, Friends Fortune. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks saints game. Did anybody see that wow. game going that way? I... And I was shocked too because I believe it. Like the Bucks went up early, weren't they? Up twenty-one-seven at one point or something. Like they were rolling early, yeah. and yes. they didn't really slow down until maybe a little bit near the end when the Saints crept back in. But uh, incredible! I mean, wow. Ryan Fitz magic. <laughs> he does it every year. He does you it know? every year. Somebody and I wish I would have pulled it up, but somebody tweeted a picture. It was like the Fitz magic cycle. It was like um, plays out of his mind, uh, gets paid a lot of money. Plays poorly, gets cut, signs as a backup, starter gets hurt or or suspended, plays incredible out of his mind, gets paid, and like repeat the cycle. You know, that that is so funny that you should, because I mean, like, that's so accurate. It happens, th- is the third time it's happened. That's so accurate. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, but. 21 of 28, 417 yards and four touchdowns. Like, and obviously. That's a Madden, that's a Madden stat. That is a Madden. Because I mean, like, that's 21 completions for over 400 yards. Like, that's yep. bombs. And obviously, I mean, like, Deshaun Jackson was, like, catching things and, like, just taking them. Yeah, he had 100-something, and... two touchdowns. Mike Evans had 100-something and a touchdown. They just. So wow. I'm not positive at this moment if Deshaun Jackson's been cleared to play. I, I believe, don't know. He's still I believe he's still in the concussion protocol. Yeah, so, uh, we'll so we don't know if see. he'll play tomorrow they, since we're recording play? this on Saturday. They're. Uh, Philly's coming down to Tampa. Interesting. Now, the reason I, I wanted to talk about this game uh, specifically, well, first of all, there's uh, we're not talking about Philly and Tampa, but uh, let's just go on a, on a limb here. and Let's say that Fitzmagic happens again. Yeah. And he lights it up against yeah. the defending Super Bowl champs, who yeah. we know has a very tough defense. Yeah. 
Uh, but if he plays out of his mind, what happens? This is Jameis's last week of being suspended. Uh, does does Cutter be like, you know what? Like, fits magic. If I were Cutter, I would. Yeah. For two reasons. One, if I were Cutter and it was just literally, like it was nothing outside of the game of football, I would do it anyway because the quarterback's playing well. Why would you pull him? You know okay. I mean? It's sort of the Kaepernick, Alex Smith thing. Sure where Smith got hurt and Kaepernick kept rolling and they rolled him all the way to the Super Bowl, you know? But I don't like Jameis Winston as a human being. Right, I know. I was wondering if there were some personal things in that. And in my my head, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, if Ryan Fitzpatrick continues to play well, then this is the perfect scenario for you as a Bucs fan. This lets you move on from Jameis Winston, have an okay, an okay to pretty good season this year if Ryan keeps playing well. Right. And then next year you can look for your next future quarterback. It's just Jameis Winston on the field alone has been so inconsistent. Yes. That you could question whether or not he should be your quarterback. Sure. But then you add up on top of it all of the dumb, dumb things that he's done outside of football. I don't see why you're an organization and you continue to put your faith in him as your franchise quarterback. I don't, I, I don't get that. Sure. It makes no sense to me. The reason I'm on board with that, and uh, so granted, we don't know what's going to happen. Right, we don't, but, but still. Let's, let's say that. It's a that question that needs to be asked if, after that stat line. <laughs> if Philly comes down to Tampa and Ryan plays lights out, mm-hmm. then I say yes. Uh, obviously, because he's proven it in two mm-hmm. very different scenarios. He's yeah. gone uh, down to New Orleans, which is an extremely tough environment to play in. And they have defensive pieces. They really do. Oh, it's absolutely. Very, it's very, like, and also, I mean, and this is why week one is so incredible, and again, I'm not saying this is the truth, but it's very possible that Fitzpatrick and that Bucks offense is a top 10 offense. At the end of the year, we look back and say that the one game the Saints gave up was to one of the better offenses. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. It's, the the storyline is not even close to being told yet. You're so right. <laughs> but the reason I'm I'm big about that yeah. is is because what we were talking about with Jameis is I don't think that leadership's there. No, it's... And with Ryan, we were talking about Josh McCown earlier. Ryan is so similar. He's so smart. Harvard. And he, he's been there. He's been around the league. He knows what's happening. Harvard... Perfect wonderlick uh, test. But <laughs> the Bucks were talking about that while they sure. were out there on the field. Like, he Ryan is there. He's, like, there for the team. He, he knows how to keep him calm and loose. And I think he has just that maturity, that, that calmness in his mind that knows how to handle these things. Season bet. So uh, if, if the defending Super Bowl champs come down there, who we know have a, a great defense. They've got some concerns, too, though, with, you know, and Nick Foles led them to, to the victory. But still, they... Oh yeah, I mean they like that impressive against Atlanta. They weren't, uh, <laughs> but I mean like I think that was more the offense versus the defense Fair. personally. Um, so I'm saying if Ryan can combat against that and defense. work against that defense, then he's yeah. kind of shown that he can do a lot of things. So. I don't even think he needs to play lights out; just play solid enough to keep him in the game the whole game. Right. I, I mean, like I don't, I don't even care if it's he doesn't if, have to throw four touchdowns. If it's <laughs> if Tampa wins thirty-one to twenty-eight, Ryan did something right. So yeah. And, and, you know, as a Bills fan, I know all there really is to know about Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I loved him. I was such a big Fitzpatrick fan until the end, you know? Right. So I guess we'll have to see. But uh, that's a good highlighted game. It really was a crazy game. Uh, another game we want to talk about, and this is kind of uh, we don't have a bigger than football moment each, but uh, this one, uh, it's the Brown Steelers. We have yeah. a lot we could talk about with this game. Absolutely. Uh, and, again, new listeners, hopefully we you're here. Um, 
But uh, a segment that will be reoccurring on our show is called Bigger Than Football. Because even though Josh and I love football, we're also very passionate, emotional people about life. Um, and so every now and then we're going to have a segment called Bigger Than Football where we talk about why the sport of football is bigger than just the game itself. Um, and so it's not going to be a segment right now, but this is a moment that kind of ties into that. Yeah, because it's amazing. Um, so we're uh, from Erie, PA, mm-hmm. uh, and our, our homegrown kid... Uh, James, James Connor. Connor went to high school with him. Uh, mm-hmm. I was working with him down on the field uh, while he was playing. So obviously I wasn't playing. I was doing the reporting and the, the media. Yeah. But I was I was right there with them. Uh, actually, like my senior year, there was a running back who people were higher on than, than Connor, which really? is who is no longer doing anything. Incredible. But regardless, just goes to um, show. <laughs> yeah, I I know. Like obviously, it's an amazing story that people who don't even really follow football probably have heard about. How mm-hmm. when James was down at Pitt, uh, first of all, dealt with yeah. injuries. Then uh, because of those injuries, found out that he he had cancer, overcame it, got drafted right. in the third round by the Steelers. So he was staying right where he was. Uh, it's awesome too. It, it's an amazing thing. Um, but I know, I know. James, as as a person, as a player, mm-hmm. doesn't want to be the running back who overcame cancer. That's not what he wants his narrative to be. He wants to be the running back who had cancer, yeah. who is continuing to do great things. It's He doesn't want just to be like, oh, look, I'm good because of this, and I want people to care about me because of this. He wants, right. you know, so, but I mean, it's just, game. it's amazing, uh, obviously, for him to get that opportunity. And now a lot of people are even talking about how Bell might be expandable. You, know, you, know, you know what's funny is we talked, like, we had a little, our little mini half an hour production meeting before the show, and I never mentioned that. I have a kind of a hot take on that. I think you should trade him right now. I think, Bell? Listen, I think that you can get a Khalil Max ransom for wow. Le'Veon Bell right now. And maybe not even, you don't even need a Khalil Max ransom. You take one first round pick or, or a second round pick and a third round pick, I would take that today. Right now, if I'm the GM, I I know I have a guy in James Conner who can, you know, there are certain, obviously there are certain things that, that Le'Veon Bell does that James Conner didn't do or maybe can't do or we don't even know sure. if he can do yet. Right. You know what I mean? We haven't seen him enough. But James Conner can be a number one back in this league and he can be a top ten back in this league, in my opinion, in okay. my opinion. And right now, the stock is never going to be higher than it is right now for Le'Veon Bell. You take the call and, I mean, maybe you don't get the, the deal that you wanted. So don't make that deal. But if you get a person calling that's willing to pay a first-round pick, and even to me, a second-round pick and a third-round pick or two second-round picks, I'm taking that deal. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll pump the brakes on that for a little bit. <laughs> I, I think you I know, need to so, see James little, continue I mean, I, to be yeah, productive. But the, and, and this is another thing is the Browns defense is way better than people are realizing. Oh, I, yeah. Cause, so I, was a, I, watched a game, I watched the Bills game on a Buffalo Wild Wings, which should have been really awesome. But it was in Pittsburgh, so the Steelers-Browns uh, game was on the big screen, and the audio was over. So I watched the whole game of that game. Okay. The Browns' defensive line in front seven was in the backfield almost every play. Yeah. Which is incredible to think about that, even considering James Conner's stat line. You know what I mean? Miles Garrett was in Ben Roethlisberger's face almost every drop back. It was incredible. And I'm not shocked by that. So let's look at the fact that he had that stat line against a defense that I was... Like, if you if you wouldn't have told me that that was the Cleveland Browns and I didn't know about their history, I would have been like, that's a top 10 defensive line. Yeah. They were that... I was that impressed. But... Uh, so I'm saying that... And again, yeah, maybe we need to cool, cool the gym. Maybe this is overreaction. But to me, if I'm... 
the, the the Patriots Bill Belichick model has always been trade the guy a little bit too soon. Sooner than sooner than you would think. Get rid of him a little bit sooner than you would think. Yeah. So you get what you think you deserve from them. And if I'm thinking that way, if I'm trying to be smart, I'm getting rid of Bell because not only do you have a guy that can replace him, you get rid of what is becoming a distraction at this point. I I <laughs> I don't want to make guarantees, right, but yeah, I mean, but, but week eight is the trade deadline, correct? Week or, eight, week nine, I think. Right around I, mid-season. I extended, if, but yeah. if James continues, I'm not saying he's going to play like that every right. week, and he doesn't, but if he, I, he doesn't, he doesn't I mean, that's just unrealistic, I mean, yeah. in, in, in ways, but if he puts together some more performances like that, yeah. I think before that trade deadline... That'll if happen. Bell, if Bell continues to just sit there and oh, and I, I don't twenty million dollar paycheck. Bell's not coming back until week ten. You think so? No, I think he's sitting out. He's gonna hope that he gets traded. And if he doesn't, he's gonna come back. I don't even know if he's hoping for a trade, but I mean, yeah. like, I think he's gonna come back, get that year for the free agency. Because I mean, Pittsburgh's not gonna franchise him again. That wouldn't happen. They can't. I don't think they can. Oh, I don't. Okay. I thought there was like a two or three year cap, and then you. I'm not positive. About something that. we'd have to look Regardless, into, but, yeah. If 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 they can, they won't because they'll yeah. see the way. And I he They're wants. They're not gonna pay that much money. Right. So regardless, I mean, I I I am confident that. So Bell's right, not coming back. So right now, I'm going to push you into a little bit of a bold statement because you don't make them. Okay. So right now, if I ask you the question, does Le'Veon Bell play for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year? No. Okay. No. Got you. Nope. I agree. I, I agree. Uh, obviously. And, and again, oh. we, we can, we're going to move on, but I'm saying that's if that's the answer to the question for me as a GM, then I get rid of him now because I know he's not going to be there next year. Let me get something for him. Like I and I agree. <laughs> I agree with you one hundred percent. I think you just need to see a little more so, of so, James, so you can know. Because I mean, Pittsburgh. Well, yeah. The last few years, including this year, I mean, like their thing in Super Bowl. So to I so. mean, sort of to round out that right now. So then my question is, you say that. So my question is, um, does Le'Veon Bell play for play play at all this year? And if so, is it for another team? I mean, he's going to play this year. Okay, you do say for sure he's going to play. Yeah. He won't sit out all year. No, he can't because okay. he needs the year. To get the money? To, or? I mean, not to get the... I mean, money is obviously a, a an added perk, but if he comes back if he comes back week he 10... He needs to show people. The year... No, it, it accounts for the year, so he will be able to become a free agent oh, if he plays okay. at that point. So he has to fulfill a certain number of... Yes. Okay, that For the contract, gotcha. for the whole thing. Okay, so he'll... Okay. Gotcha. So he can become a free agent towards the franchise tag to if he plays. Next year. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So he needs to play if he right. wants out. He needs to right. come back eventually. Okay. So he will play. So you're saying the line is week ten. Yes. Okay. That is by the rules what has okay. to happen. All right. Um, but regardless, it was an incredible game. It really was. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks for uh, making Erie proud, James. Yeah. Keep doing it. I'm glad you're doing well, and I I hope the success continues. Yeah. Yeah. I, are we, is, are we wrapping up that game? Or? I mean, like, I don't think we need to talk about it for too much longer. Yeah, I, but just I, mean, wanted to, I just wanted to mention, though, you know, Denzel Ward made a lot of people look like fools on Sunday. I really, because so many people cried, oh, here we go again. Cleveland picked the wrong guy. and Which Denzel, is silly, because, I mean, like, Denzel, he was uh, the best defensive back coming out. And Denzel Ward was everywhere. He had a couple great tackles. Both of his picks were just, he read the quarterback's eyes right away. And he, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, I think he had a couple tackles for loss, too. I'm, I'm not sure, but... He was just all over the place. <laughs> I, I felt really happy. I mean, they ended in the brownsiest way possible to break a losing streak by, by just tie. not losing. <laughs> just piggybacking off of that, though, I mean, it just goes to show that Big Ben 
Big Ben Roethlisberger road versus home just continues to so be like strange. that really weird night and day thing. And it's such a it's such a huge night and day. It's not like a a gray and a darker gray. It's right. like black and white. Exactly. So <laughs> so so interesting. Obviously that game was just fascinating. And it, that was a a weather game as well where a lot was happening. Oh, it was pouring. So and I want to I want to bring up a stat to round out that one because this is incredible. My, okay. My uncle Jim. I hope you're listening. But my uncle Jim brought this stat to my attention. This is incredible. Here we go. Since 1999, which is the year the Browns came back, since 1999, teams that had a plus five turnover ratio. The record is 132 wins to four losses to one tie. The one tie is the Cleveland Browns, and two of the losses are also the Cleveland Browns. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to laugh Uh, more, one of the losses is the Buffalo Bills on Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. No, it's not all. Which is incredible. It affects us here, too. Two of the four, you, 132-4-1. Two of the losses are you, and the only tie is you. Incredible. Can you can you think of a more Cleveland Browns stat? That's pretty Cleveland Browns. <laughs> That's just incredible. What a great... That was a fun game. It really was. The uh, the last game we talked about highlighting was uh, yeah. Sunday Night Football. Yeah, which is such a crazy... I went to bed when they were down 20-3. Or was it 20 nothing? It was 20 nothing at half. 20 nothing. I was like, good night. Going to bed. I have work in the morning. So, <laughs> I, uh, again, was in a, an extremely long rehearsal. I didn't get to watch any football except for... Well, and the, and the Sunday night game was delayed, wasn't it? I don't... Oh, yeah, a little bit. It was bit. delayed, so it you got was. to catch more than you probably would Than I would have, which made me think, goodness. So, I got to catch... Uh, I mean, like, if you do the clock, I mean, obviously, yeah. football is longer than a 60-minute game. Yeah. So, I got to catch 18 minutes of football time. Yeah. So I the the first drive I put on was when they scored the field goal to make it twenty to three. Twenty to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say I don't. This is obviously extremely fake, and nothing's real about this statement. Uh, I will say any time that I've watched the Packers, they have performed better than when I am not watching the Packers. Okay. Okay. I think back to Your the, the the Seattle. I mean, my birthday. They. I didn't miss the first half of that game. I watched the entire thing. Okay. Uh, but like the Seattle game, the playoff game. Did you turn it off? When I had to go to I had to go to another rehearsal. It's these freaking, stop doing theater. I gotta stop doing theater. They were up and it was like, oh, this is I gotta go to rehearsal now. And then I leave rehearsal. It's like they lost the game. That's so sad. Uh, so I mean, I, I walked out of rehearsal and they were down. I was like, well, this is awful. I hadn't I had heard about A Rod getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I was glad to see him get it back in, uh, which I think we'll highlight a little bit. Yeah. Um, but. Just going back to what we talked about yeah. last week about being a leader and mm-hmm. like those clutch moments and and having those guys like come around you to know right. that when you're on the field like right. we're gonna get it done. And Aaron Rodgers said after the game he went into when at halftime this, the he told the this. defense if you shut him out we're gonna win the game. That's so awesome. They gave up three more points, right? Uh, but they did their job, and yeah. I think that's just I mean like to be a leader to say something like that, and then. To get it done. But I was going to say to instill that belief in your players. Yeah. that It's just, Aaron Rodgers is so incredible. Just like, because there are, I'm sure that that's happened so many times. I'm sure Nate Peterman looked people in the eye and said, <laughs> guys, if you shut him out, we can win. You know, like, you mean, like I'm sure that there are guys, I'm, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure other quarterbacks have said similar things. You know what right. I mean? And it doesn't happen. But Aaron Rodgers looked his team in the eyes and said, you shut him out, we're going to win. And they said, Okay. okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's just, do it. It's so awesome. 
And it's just, it's... And I, I feel mean, a little bit bad for the Bears, because the Bears put together a hell of a first half. Absolutely. And I think that they're going to be way better than people And think that's the thing. That was why it was a... <laughs> that game was interesting, because, I mean, like, what a way to kick off Sunday Night Football. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it was a game of two halves. It really was. All Chicago first half, all oh, Green Bay second. Yeah. And, I mean, like, that's kind of... I mean, people are like, that was an amazing game. And it was In fun. In some ways, it was... It was fun. You're right, yeah. but I mean, it was not an amazing game it's because not a good game. it was two blowouts. Into me, doesn't equal a good game. Exactly. But, but, so, yeah. but I mean, Definitely I I remember a. after after the second touchdown to Devontae Adams, and obviously this is just vocal media. Yeah. There's no visual, but I know I remember Aaron didn't do do anything as cool as the belt, which yeah. we both missed. But he just did like a like a double fist pound like to the ground and kind it was of thing. Like, it was, he had control at that. I was point. like, they got it. They're yeah. gonna win the game, and it was so cool. It's so great. So as a fan, I remember I got home and like I got to turn on the game with my dad, and so we just finished that out. Yeah. And I remember like my dad and I have had some really cool moments over the Packers. It wasn't this game wasn't as awesome, but I remember he just like nudged me. He's like, yeah. "See, you're fine." Yeah. And so it was just neat. That's awesome. Yeah. So those were. Uh, couple of the games that just were interesting that created yeah. some conversation that we yeah. wanted to get out there absolutely so i know this is a, a big part of the something we've been both looking forward to and it's uh it's allen time in yeah. buffalo so let's let's talk about that okay so i want to get your thoughts first because i have a lot written down on here but okay i want you I, I want you to you just tell. want me to go in unprompted yeah, yeah just i mean no i mean what how do you feel about it do you think it's the right decision? How do you feel about how they got to the decision? Okay, yeah. Because okay, we've well, talked a little bit off air about there's, this. There's a I, whole lot of things going on in there. Okay, I, I don't think it's the right decision. Oh, okay. I don't. I thought you said it. See, I thought you said I it. I understand it. Okay, that's what I you said. I understand the move. Okay. Of obviously, and this, I, this is a part that I've never debated. I've never disagreed with you about this. I know Josh Allen is more talented or has yeah. a greater potential right. than Nate Peterman. Absolutely. You can't argue that. You, you really, can't. No. Um, I am worried about him going out and being stunted because of this. Mm-hmm. So did he did he start the half? Did Josh Allen start no. the half? Nate Peterman started the second half and after two more inept drives and after his second interception they pulled him. So again, so we're talking about like game time. So did yeah. he play like is it like twenty five minutes kind of thing? Yeah. Like around probably, that? probably around Still that. Still took three sacks. This guy's been sacked so much in preseason mm-hmm. and in one half of a game. Yeah. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about him getting hurt. He's a big guy. It's easy to get hurt as a big guy. Bigger you are, the harder you fall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm worried about that. Here's an interesting thing that I, I hadn't talked to you about this week because I wanted to bring it up in this game. Yeah. So let's pretend it's not a blowout game. Let's pretend okay. Joe Flacco also struggles. Does that make the the whiplash on Peterman less? Is everyone like, oh, Nate, Nate Peterman's so bad because Flacco played amazing? Let's pretend that Flacco also struggles. Then it's just a bad weather game where... No offense. I mean, I working. think that's a lot of the shallow takes that uh, fans will have because they don't really okay look that in depth. As a Bills fan, the the decision has brought me so much peace. It really has. Interesting. And like, I'll still be emotional because that's just who I am. But even if even if we don't win another game this season, if I just get to see the kid develop on the field okay. and work on things, I'm fine. Okay. Because I know that we have 10 draft picks in the next NFL draft. I know that we have the most cap room 
in free agency next year. Wow. Okay. So I know, know that. You know what I mean? I, we're so set up to have such a huge offseason next year. And I don't, like, that sucks as a fan to be like, let's get ready for next year. You know what I mean? But, I mean, week one. <laughs> to be able to, like, to be able to say, okay, the rookie's in there now. Let's just let him develop is such a peaceful thing for me. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, we talked about it last week, and it's funny we laughed at the prediction, but Nate Peterman won the quarterback battle. Mm-hmm. He flat out won the quarterback battle. I agree and with you. And that is something that I love from the coaching staff because there's a report and this is something that I found out this morning and last night that I wanted to bring up in this segment is that the coaching staff was ready to name Allen the starter for week one and week three of the preseason. That's why he started the Bengals game. And there's a report that said Sean McDermott tore a reporter. Um, maybe it wasn't Sean McDermott tore a reporter, but they have a report out of Bill's camp that they, their plan for Josh Allen was to name him the week one starter the whole time. Okay. They wanted that from the start. Okay. That was their plan. But because he struggled in that game, they didn't. Okay. And they went with Nate Peterman. That's it. So, in my mind, to me, that gives me confidence in the staff being able to look to go against what you wanted to happen and just go purely based off of the results. Okay. Look at look at how somebody's performing and make your decision off of that. They looked at it and they said, Nate Peterman's won this job. Let's see what he does in the real game. And then when it was so bad, they said, you know what? This isn't working out. We were wrong. This is the right move for our team. Okay. I like that you spun it that way. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And like, it sucks that we had to deal with that. And I wish we would have went with him from the start to see how he would have done. I'm not sure that game. I mean, like, it would have been 47 to 3. But I mean, like, that would have been a lot to have been (laughs) That game was over after the first quarter. We were down 17 0. And Nate Peterman couldn't complete a first down. We didn't have a first down until Josh Allen came in. Yeah. And it wasn't even a pass. He ran for it. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I I like what you just said. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah. Uh, but I am still extremely unhappy with, with the way that it's all gone about. Yeah. I don't like when coaching staffs and organizations do this. Bill O'Brien did it last year with the Tom Savage to Sean Watson thing. So when McDermott named Allen the starter, he was prompted the question, is Allen going to be the starter for the rest of the year? And he got a little frustrated. I watched the press conference And he was like, guys, I'm doing what's best for the team. And that bugs me. Because if if it was the best move for the team, and like you were saying, like they obviously, they thought it, then you should have rolled him out. Right. So don't say it's the best move for the team and then make, if this is the best move for the team, you're like, well, then you know what? We're going to do what's not best for the team. And but they thought cares if what was sticks. best was Nate Peterman. They but thought. They, well, they, they were wrong. You said they didn't. You said, we wanted Allen. Right. That's what's best. That's what they wanted. But this guy did a little bit better. So let's do So they like, thought that yeah. that, see, but this is the thing. And this is, and this is why, this is why I get angry. And this is why, like, and obviously you're not just a casual fan, but casual fans do this all the time where they're like, well, he said this in the press conference. Sean McDermott's not going to give you exactly what he's thinking in the press conference. <laughs> he's not Rex Ryan. He's anti-Rex Ryan. <laughs> Who I totally dislike. Rex, Rex Ryan would have walked out there and said, you know what, I suck. That was awful. This is why I thought this. And then we're like, and then you give away way too much. Sean McDermott's never going to give you what he's really thinking and what really happens behind closed doors, which is frustrating for a fan, but it's the right thing. Why do you think Bill Belichick is the most... The best coach in NFL history because he doesn't give you anything. Like, he gives nobody anything and he keeps it all inside in house. And then when they show up on the field, you're like, oh, that's not what I thought was going to happen. No, 
Because he didn't give you what he thought was going to happen. I think some people are starting to get a little... I mean, people have obviously been frustrated. We don't need to talk about this. But right, people, people have been frustrated get, about the... But I mean, like, the whole like when people, Malcolm Butler thing. Like, well, we they, deserve more information on my that. My issue with Bill getting. Belichick is that he's just a freaking stone. Like, be a human being. <laughs> you know, Sean McDermott's a human being, but he's not going to give you anything. But, like, that's... <laughs> That's just, in some ways, I mean, like, I just think that's unfair. I don't think he, I mean. Yeah, he shouldn't regardless, be as frustrated as he did, but still. I, I just, didn't like anything and, about that. I didn't like it last year when it happened. And I want to use, and I have all these stats written down, and I want to use them. Because, okay, yeah, bring them out, I got out, into man. a little bit of a fight. I got into, no, I, actually, I didn't even get into the fight. I get into Twitter fights too often. It's fine. <laughs> I have okay. a problem. It's not even a Twitter fight because it's my buddy Mike. But he brought up a point about. You know, like, I get so mad when people say, Sam Darnold's so much better than Josh Allen. It's just, first of all, it's not true. Because Mike's the Jets fan, right? No, 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 Mike's a Cowboys, Cowboys fan. Cowboys, we, we have a Jets our fan. Buddy, our buddy uh, Jack is the Jets okay, fan. sorry. But he wouldn't be that. <laughs> Mike's the one who would say this. And so he said something about how, uh, you know, Allen in college and his completion percentage, you know, it's just so much worse than Sam Darnold. So I'm kind clearly, of in that train, too. What, clearly Sam Darnold's a better quarterback. So... Let me hit you with some stats here. All right. Josh Allen's college career. 356 out of completions out of 649 attempts. 56.2% completion percentage. 5,066 yards, 44 touchdowns, 21 interceptions, 137.7 quarterback rating. What did you say to that? No, not good? I said the completion percentage is not good. Not good. Okay. So, <clears throat> let me give you some other quarterback stats from their college. All right. Brett Favre. 613 out of 1,169, 52.4 completion percentage. That's not good either. 52 touchdowns, 34 interceptions. 116.6 quarterback rating. Not good at all. Brett Favre's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, Matt Ryan. Are you comparing Josh Allen to Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. <laughs> 8, 8, 807 out of 1,347, 59% completion percentage. Matt's sixty. Matt's it's not sixty though. That's... Matt's sixty is like the line that people have said makes a good quarterback. Matt Stafford, five hundred and sixty-four out of nine hundred and eighty-seven, fifty-seven percent completion percentage. Don't like him either. So let's just cool it here with the completion percentage argument because and here's where you're really gonna be swayed here. I'm gonna convince you. Uh... Matt Ryan, Boston College, Matt Stafford, Georgia, Brett Favre, not off the top of my head, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's that's gonna bug me. What does Brett Favre go to college? That's gonna. Yeah. Okay. So our stat guys looked it up, and it was <laughs> University of Southern Mississippi. So maybe his not in a big school, but still, you have these other guys that went to these big schools that have all these other weapons that were like draft picks. When was the last draft pick out of Wyoming? I think you could totally spin that and yeah. say he wasn't going up against top-notch defenses that were doing right, difficult things to confuse still, the quarterback. But yeah, and then, okay, but I'm looking at this completion percentages of these other guys, so their completion percentages were hurt when they played the top competition. Top schools still play scrub schools. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so what I'm saying is that, like, everybody needs to just calm down. And then, it, here's another thing, and there's, here's the Sam Darnold. You know how many turnovers Sam Darnold had last A year? A lot. 22. A lot. And you know how many turnovers Josh Allen had? Seven. Okay. Seven turnovers. I mean, that's a much better number. Okay. You are correct. With way worse talent around him. Way worse talent. And we're looking at this. First of all, I didn't. I should have tracked it when I looked at it. I've seen every pass Josh Allen's thrown in his college career because I'm insane. You watched Twice. like all 600? I've watched 649 pass attempts. I'm not kidding. Two different times. There's a YouTube video about it. I'm that obsessed. 
Two, so 284 incompletions he threw. I am willing to bet so much money. And Ooh, I'm, you want to make this I'm a not, thing right okay, now? Okay, first of all, I'm not betting. Maybe we shouldn't bet money. I said I said the wrong thing. I didn't mean. Hang on, no, actually, want to do this. No, I'm no, gonna no, do no, this. No, time no, out. No. Stop talking. We can make Calm a bet. down. We can make a bet, but I want to. I'm actually. I want to make it something fun, like a case of soda. Okay, we can do that, but we're not actually. I want to make a bet at some point for that, but I, that's the wrong word because I've actually watched it. Oh. Okay. I just don't want somebody to go back and like be like, well, I tracked the numbers and you were wrong. Oh, okay, sure. So what I'm saying is that. If I'm going to just ballpark a percentage here, at least half of those 284 incompletions were on balls that were thrown 25 to 30 plus yards down the field. So they're trying to throw the ball down the field almost every play. Your completion completion percentage is not going to be that high when you're bombing it down the field every play. Okay. Um, And then you want to take the other half of that. I'm willing to bet that the other half of those completions that were underneath that were drop passes. I cannot. I could make a ten-minute highlight reel of passes from Josh Allen to receivers that just flat out dropped the pass. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, can we please stop it and let him play in the NFL before we say Sam Darnold is way better than Josh Allen and Josh Allen is trash? Jalen Ramsey will get to you. Like, can we just calm down? And not only that, we're looking. I'm just talking about improvement. His junior season was his first full season as a starter. 28 touchdowns to 15 interceptions, not that great. And then his senior year, 16 touchdowns to 6 interceptions. And he was injured for the beginning part of the season. So he made improvement on touchdown interception. I I just wanted to make the point that there are successful NFL quarterbacks, including a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback, who had very poor completion percentage in college and turned out good NFL careers. Great NFL careers. And that the fact that Sam Darnold had way more turnovers and all of a sudden we're talking about with a better supporting cast and we're talking about him as way better. Can we stop for a sec? Let's, please. Let's see what happens sorry. when uh, I'm sorry the Chargers come out to town. I'm very interested. And like I said, the trumping point is that as a Bills fan, I can relax and be like, let's let the kid develop. It'll you be a fun I mean? game. You know what I mean? And so it'll be, I will I will bet my soda on this bet. Okay. It'll be better than 47-3. to three. Okay, well, we're not betting anything on that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, look, we're going to wrap this up. I'm so sorry that I went for so yeah, long. You know, but I got excited. You, but I wanted you. to bring up, I wanted to bring up. our first great debate. A point, yeah, right. I wanted to bring up a point is that um, Tiki Barber, the former Giants running back. Uh, did you make it? Is he in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I I don't know, but I, I couldn't remember. Barbers, we'll have it? to look it up. But anyway, so Tiki Barber railed on the fact that Josh Allen's starting, that he needs to sit, and that sitting, that if you play, it's it's detrimental to you. Yeah, I'm and kind I, of and in I, that boat. A fellow Bills fan of mine on Twitter, at uh, Danielle Renee BB, uh, she tweets about Buffalo all the time. Okay. But she made a point. Uh, well, first of all, if you think what the coaches tell the media is how stuff really goes behind closed doors then, and then she put this little fun emoji that's like, uh-huh, um, <laughs> which I agree with. Second, and this is an opinion that I wanted to say real quick, I'm of the opinion that if a rookie can't handle a bad first season with a lack of talent around him, that speaks more to his abilities and him as a person. And I think that's a good point. Fascinating. Is that, you know, if you can't take your lumps and then get better for it, then I don't want you as my starting quarterback anyway. Okay. That's I, I like that. I very much enjoy that point. Okay. All right, <laughs> here on. is uh, something we said we'd get to uh, on this episode. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. And that is... We're Mr. not going to argue about this one. <laughs> no, we are in agreement on this one. Uh, Mr. Jalen Ramsey, you want to talk a little bit about this, pal? I feel like I just talked a lot. Okay, I mean, obviously, well, we're talking about a person who talks a lot. Yeah. Does a lot of talking. 
Please don't compare me to Jalen. Well, uh, I mean, no, maybe no, that's talented. That was, trying, that was trying to be like my second. I know. I know. Um, so uh, this off season, uh, Jalen Ramsey, who's an extremely, extremely talented yeah. corner, you can't yeah. debate that. No, that's not up for debate right here. No. Uh, at all. We Please are... remember that when you guys talk talk about this segment, is that neither of us is saying that that's not true. It's not. I mean, he's I'm one of, if not the best cornerback in the NFL right now. Definitely in the top three, at least. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't like that he is talking about other players mm-hmm. so much. Yep. I don't like that he is saying things like, Tom Brady doesn't suck. It's like, well, that's a I'm Hall of Fame to... quarterback, yeah. one of at l- possibly the greatest ever play. And you say to, he doesn't suck. I was trying to bring He's up, okay. I was trying to bring up the list of all the things that he said, but I can't find it's it. It's just cuz he went off on almost everybody. I think it's it's Matt really, Ryan's overrated. Uh Ryan Tannehill is I don't think that he's pretty good. Uh uh Nick Foles, he won a Super Bowl, so he's good enough, but he had a good team too or like and my big one was that uh he praised Blake Bortles and didn't have and then said that Tom Brady's not bad so I know <laughs> obviously it's it's ludicrous to be doing that you lose, I all, understand, your credit. You lose all your credit I understand you're not gonna be like yeah my quarterback sucks too <laughs> well you're too. not gonna say that but you can oh, I don't know when you're being so candid about everything else no you're that's a very good point I mean like obviously he's gonna rally around his guy I think yeah we've we've kind of had those discussions about coaches and whatnot and right. like how a quarterback I remember years ago, was it after Flacco won the Super Bowl? And he was like, I'm the best in the league. I mean, obviously you have to say things He didn't like say that. he was the best, but he went at the beginning of the season. Because it was... It, it was, was be- something Well, similar. because Eli, before his second Super Bowl, said, uh, yeah, I think I'm an elite quarterback. And then he won the Super Bowl. They asked Joe Flacco the question. He said, yeah, I would say I'm an elite quarterback. So, and then he won the Super Bowl. Right. So, I mean, it you seems have to like believe that you need to yourself. believe yourself. Yeah. But, obviously, those kind of things. But it's just so frustrating for a player to be attacking other players. Mm-hmm. So we were really interested about what the OBJ, Jalen Ramsey matchup was going yeah. to be because obviously those two players have a OBJ, lot of personality. OBJ handled it really well, I would say. And uh, his final stat line, OBJ did well. Now, there are a lot of people who are... And he wasn't covering them the whole game. He really right. wasn't. But... I mean, like, and so a lot of people were like, you wanted to see like that matchup. The greater point is that it's not one-on-one. Football's not one-on-one. It's 11-on-11. 11 11. And that's a <laughs> tweet that Jalen obviously said. It's a team and sport. I, but I, I don't say, even like that. I don't like that you're like, it's a team sport, I was just but gonna uh, say, Grom you, sucks. You and... go... Face ID. Uh, we go off and off on, on... He goes off about one-on-one and quarterback and quarterback and quarterback and doesn't mention the other team. And the other day he tweeted, to all the, quote, fans, end quote, that feel so-called mad that you didn't see enough of the, quote, end quote, matchup, maybe you should be a fan of another sport because football has played 11-11, not one-on-one. So then why are you going off on all this stuff? It makes zero sense to me. Don't appreciate it. So, Don't approve. So we have a, a cl- uh, an audio clip of Lewis Riddick on the Get Up, the show that I talked about um the last week um but he they, they started talking about um it says because uh ramsey was in a press conference and they asked him about tackling his grandmother uh, and, and it says ramsey says uh he fears no man jokes he definitely would hit his grandmother on the field and when i watched the clip i was like somebody get the microphone away from this guy <laughs> like it's ridiculous but lewis really kind of point comment on that 
and about just kind of wrapping up him talking so much. Yeah. So we're going to play this clip. It's like this. I come from a little bit of a different generation when it comes to the NFL. All right. I come from the generation where the guys like Ronnie Lott and Jerry Rice were the people who, these guys were assassins on the field who didn't say a word. Jerry Rice didn't say a word. He didn't have to because you knew. I better just make sure I'm taking care of myself because he's about to hang about 200 on us. And Ronnie Lott was one of the most feared players ever, and he had to say a word. I don't mind the trash talk. Look, on the football field, I don't mind it, okay? I used to run my mouth, too. I used to let people know when you knock, when you lit them up pretty good. And you used to be able to really light people up back then. And there was a lot of stuff being said back and forth, and I was all into it. It's just, and, and look, it's funny because sitting here now as a member of the media, of course we like to hear sound bites. We like to hear people's personalities. I just... It, it's cool initially to kind of let people know that here, I'm a, I've arrived, I'm confident, this is what I'm going to do. I just think at some point in time, the focus needs to shift to what you're going to do on the football field and do it over a long period of time. Because I think a guy of Jalen's talent now, as good as he is, to me, and I'm not, tell, I'm not telling him what to think, he can think what he wants, but to me, he has a chance now to set himself up to be one of the greats ever to play the game. And now it's not about what you're talking about. It's about what you're doing. And to be considered one of the greats ever play, that means help your team get the Super Bowls and win them. Because if you can do that, people will talk about you the same way they talked about Dion, the same way they talked about Mike Haynes, Lester Hayes, yeah, but Lewis. those kind of guys. Yeah. It's a great point. I, I, I like a lot of that. And I, uh, I, will, I have one comment about that that I want to get to. Yeah. Uh, but also just to say, I mean... I actually we'll just delve into those things. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. two things that come out of that for for me is I I one hundred percent agree with while you're on the field trash talk. Yeah, why not? I mean that's a thing. I'm playing a game, it's part of it. It's part of it, and I think about like OBJ, but the OBJ Josh Norman yeah. rivalry. And it's so much fun to watch. I mean it is, but I mean <laughs> like think about Josh Norman won those battles because he was able to get into Odell's head where mm-hmm. Odell started performing. Yep. Under par. Absolutely. Because of that. He yes. got into his head. So, yes, on the field, sure. I mean, like, I feel... I actually don't even know uh, with, what, with what I would be now. Uh, but, I mean, like... Because you, you have set a great example. Like, I'm very stoic compared oh, to your yeah. excitement. So, yeah. I don't... I, I love the idea of, like, the... Jerry Rice, where Jerry was just pure professional. He's it. like, I'm going to destroy you, and Same I'm going to... like, Barry Sanders was that way. Larry Fitzgerald oh my gosh, yes. is that way. Yeah. Do you know how many times Larry Fitzgerald scores a touchdown and immediately tosses the ball to the ref? And I know that's not fun for a lot of people, and I'm not, like, dissing it anyway, because I love the celebrations, too, but I just also love the professionalism that I'm out here to do a job, and I just accomplished it. Here's the ball. You yeah. know what I did to you. And I, I will <laughs> say this, because how, how he was talking about... Jalen Ramsey can go down as as one of the best. He Absolutely. really can. He's just talent. He's that talented. I mean, um, yeah, unbelievable. But I will I will say this as compare him to another player who mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, defined things at the position, but now doesn't necessarily receive the credit or recognition. Okay, let's talk about To. To yeah. had so much antics yeah. where he turned people off. And we saw... He's number two in almost major every major receiving category. We saw he's finally in the Hall of Fame where I think he de- deserves to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. I don't I really like know. the way he went about that. That's not going to the, the ceremony or whatnot, but that's not the discussion yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But didn't get in, didn't get those accolades because people were like, you know what, T.O. Yeah. And I think if Jalen continues down this path of like just being... Be another T.O. Perfect example, I think. So... And I don't know if he'd be happy with that or not, to be honest. Maybe he thinks T.O. stinks. 
he's trash. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, not a fan of that. I, and I, I do like what Lewis did though, is that he, he brought up a good point that like nobody's telling you not to have a personality or be able to say things and be fun because that football is fun. We want that. It's Wait, just, we do. The storyline excites us. But stop going off on every single person and then turning around and letting a guy catch 11 passes and then and then your defense be it's an 11-11 team. If you're going if that's what you're going to say, say that. But don't go off on everybody else as if it's not an 11-11 game because it is. You need your teammates. I want to delve into that a little bit because there there are still a lot of articles about how Ramsey still won the battle over yeah. OBJ and yeah. I understand and like they're talking about like how the offense kind of was designing plays to like pick Jalen off and sure. they were and that's but that's the thing all right so last year is obviously the year the Jags defense became the Jags defense it's which true. is now being vaunted like Talented they're like the they're bench. a defense that's being feared now absolutely so yeah when you get an offensive mind like Pat Shermer and and offenses going forward, they're going to do that. And they you have the target on your out. back now. Yeah. So you can't complain about those things. No. Like man, the teams are going to prepare for you that way now. If you're so, gonna, if you're going to be candid and you're going to be one way, be consistent with it. Don't be one way one day and in a different way another just because it suits you and fits your argument. That just drives me wild, you know. Right. And. And uh, we didn't get to bring up the audio because I couldn't find it. But Steve Young made a great point too when they asked, it was he was talking about Le'Veon Bell and he brought in Ramsey also. He was like, "You guys are doing these things that are hurting your teams, and they're saying stuff about it. Hmm. Like, but it's not about one player. It's about the whole team. And when you make it about you, that hurts your team. Yeah. Because then there's a target. Like, you know what I mean? Odell went off for 11 catches, and yeah, maybe." Maybe it wasn't just all on Ramsey, and, it, and I don't think it was. You know, it I, don't, I want people to think that I'm. Yeah, I, I know that, but you were targeted by Shermer in that offense the whole game, and because of that, Odell had 11 catches. Because I'm willing to bet Jalen doesn't say anything. Maybe people said, you know what, Odell line up one on one and beat him. And maybe he didn't beat him. Maybe he would have been shut out in catches. You know what I mean? But because you rattled your mouth off, Sherman was like, you know what? We're going to pick you off. We're going to move him around the place. And we're going to let our guys have a great day. Because you said that you you have announced yourself as this. And you have announced my quarterback as bad. Hmm. We're going to beat you. And yeah. they almost did. They really like they had the opportunity. They, they were so close. They I had mean, the opportunity for sure. But still, I just... You know, we can go off on it all the time, but I, I, li- I like guys who have a personality. I don't like guys who are all about them. Sure. And uh, just to wrap this up, we have another great matchup. We don't know how much Ramsey will be on Gronk, be very but that's the thing going back and forth. And I love to see them jar on the field. I will love it. The thing is, <laughs> this week, kind of, I mean, like, so Jalen has that that tweet. Yeah. Uh, but now is back off rattling his mouth about, mm-hmm. about Gronk. He's backed off. He really has. Cause um, I don't think he can say that much about Tom Brady without sounding like an idiot. But I, <laughs> I really appreciate for whatever you will say about Rob Gronkowski, about him being a party guy or not being that smart, yeah. which I, I don't necessarily agree with. I right. think he kind of plays up to that, that mantra or whatnot, but, uh, he has taken the high road every single time yeah. that these yeah. questions have been asked about. And I think I think Gronk will go and handle his business on the field, and that's, that's what I like. I'll, so. I'll be very interested in that game. All right. Cool. Are you ready for some cold reads? Let's do some cold reads. I'm excited. Do you like to go first? Yeah, like yeah. Because you, you went first last... I think you went first last week. So I'm going to ask you the question? No, I'm going to ask, ask you the question. Ask me the question. All so, right, my friend. This, and we hit, hit the stats. 
But I want to. My cold read involves three quarterbacks: okay. Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Sam Darnold. Okay. okay. So Mahomes stat line: fifteen and twenty-seven, two fifty-six, four touchdowns, no picks. Yep. Fitzpatrick twenty-one, twenty-eight, four seventeen, four touchdowns, no picks. Darnold sixteen, twenty-one, one ninety-eight, two touchdowns, and a pick. So he's not as good uh, in terms of like pure numbers. But he also had a great day, and people are freaking out about him. So three quarterbacks that people are freaking out about talking as being incredible this year. Yeah. I want you to give me one. I want, uh, this is sort of like the, uh, I don't know how to describe, but anyway, sorry about that. So we're going to go. I want you to give me the quarterback that's most likely to continue, the one that you believe is going to continue being this hot for the rest of the season. Okay. One that's going to fall off. And one that's going to be just kind of like probably regressed to the mean. Okay, so I have Sam Darnold. You get Sam Darnold, Brian Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, and Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Okay, I think mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes is going to be the one that comes down a little bit, but he'll be okay regressed for the, to the year. Mean. Okay. Oh God, that's, this is tough. This is hard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't think. I don't. No, I will answer the question, okay. but I will preface it with saying I don't think any. None of these three quarterbacks are going to be this off. all. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to be this all year. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm not saying that so much. Like I'm not saying they're going to be four touchdowns every week. I'm saying that they're going to have like a overall. They're going to be like when you look back at the season, you're going to be like he was hot. He was okay. Then great, I'm going to okay. With that being said, I'm going to change my answer. Then already. okay. So I think Pat Mahomes is going to have a good season. I think he's going to be the one. That, he's going to prove himself. Okay. So he will be the most the top the one. top out of those three. Okay. Um, I think Darnold will. Come down. He'll be what he was. I mean, like, okay. if he puts those stat lines up every week, he's done a pretty good job. That's true. And, I mean, as much as I want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick be the guy, and we talked about it earlier he, in the show, the I mean, just, okay. I think, as just as the most realistic okay. possibility, I just yeah. don't think he, he won't keep the starting job. I that's would love fair. to see him. But, I mean, out of those, just thinking logically, that's that's my answer. That's fair. So, okay. Yeah, so that's okay. that's how I put that. I want us to pull up that audio and be completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, I want we'll to see. see Ryan Fitzpatrick. Magic but see, then we talk about this is that you didn't like. We can listen to it. And I'm like, well, you did say, <laughs> and I, I want. But anyway, to, I want I, that to continue. All right, good answer. I like that. Second question is about the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are the Cincinnati Bengals a playoff division winning team this mm, year? Okay. And would they win a playoff game? Ooh. Okay. Um. Tough. Tough. That's such an interesting division. It is. It's a fascinating <laughs> division. I think I don't, uh, for all of our Browns friends and fans, I don't think they're anywhere near it yet. Yeah. I think they're highly Maybe. improved, and yeah. they won't go. I mean, obviously, they've already sort of not lost every game. Yeah. So, um, but they're not in it. I think, but any of those three teams can win the division. I okay. think Steelers, Bengals, Ravens. Okay. Um, so, is the question, okay. are, are they, they a division, division, or are they going to win the division? Well, I mean... Yes. Because <laughs> I mean, like, yes, they are more than capable of winning of that winning division. division. Do you think they're going to win the division? Uh, I don't think they're going to okay. win. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I do. So you think the Ravens and the Bengals make the playoffs? Because that earlier, you, I mean, I, you said that you think they're a playoff team. Right. Obviously, there are playoff teams who don't make it. Right. Okay, but, there are playoff teams that don't make yeah. it. I will say right now, I think the Ravens are a playoff team that don't make it. Okay. I think Cincy is a playoff team that, that does, does make it. Okay. 
And do you think they win? Thinking a game. Even I will answer that in a second. Okay, I think sorry. even thinking like just logically, the Bengals already have the advantage. That's true. I mean, so they have... just thinking <laughs> from that standpoint, true. you know, that was that's the, not, yeah. not the only reason. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Do they win? I think they will win. I think so. I don't think they win the division. I think, like I said, I think the Pittsburgh. Bengals are the wild card so game. Pittsburgh I think wins. Pittsburgh will okay. win the division again. I think since he will win its first wild card game and then get knocked out and then get knocked out okay. I don't well, think they're, I don't think they're a deep back. I don't think they're a deep uh, push playoff team but I think they are it still would be a huge monkey off their back to the win thing it. is I don't know if it proves anything no. I don't know if that saves Marvin's job okay I don't know if that means they keep okay. Andy around I right. actually I think they'll keep Andy around because I think a new coach would He's want that what, like stability. 31, 30, I think like a that. new coach would want that stability at quarterback. Right, and you could draft a guy and groom him behind him. But... I think it's sort of. I think this situation is going to be similar to what we saw in Tennessee last year. Okay, it's so kinda sad. it's kind of sad. I feel kind of bad for AJ Green, the talent that he is, to be able to like you think that he might not be able to actually like win anything big because. I mean, we've so seen plenty mediocre, of teams like that, yeah. though. It's so. true, but still, okay, good, good answers. Thanks. I accept. All right. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. All right. So here's my first question for All you. Right. I'm All right. I'm nervous about this. I, uh, this one, I think you're going to like more than the second one. All right. So this year, week one, okay. new coaches. I can't say rookie head coaches because John Gruden's not a rookie head coach. Oh, yeah, but they, they, knew, all, they all lost. They, they all went lost. all in seven. Yeah. That is the worst since the start of the league. That's incredible. That's never happened That's before. That's crazy. They lost by an average of 13 points. So they were they were all defeated pretty handily. Yes. All right. What coaches right the wrong this week off the top of your head? Who? Do, do you have them listed? Uh, the head coaches? I yeah. Mean, so we so have... I, say, I don't I, have I them. I think of like matchups. You know what I mean? I don't have them listed. Um, so I mean like we have... Uh, well, let's just let's let's go to our it. stat guy. Let's check it. Okay. Thanks to our stack guy. We gotta think of a name for our stack guy. Uh, but anyway, our stack guy pulled up like stack guy. pulled up the names of the coaches. Go ahead and hit us with the seven names. So we have uh Gruden, Patricia, mm-hmm. Shermer, Vrabel, Reich, Nagy, and Wilkes. Okay, so we're looking through these games of the coaches. Um This is a tough question because I think the Texans are going to beat the Titans. I really do. Okay. So I think so. That takes out one that Vrabel. That takes out Vrabel. I, I mean, the Colts are going to the Redskins. I think that the Redskins are going to win that game too. Okay, Reich's out. So Reich's out. I. You're going to tell me that the the Steve Wilkes and the Cardinals are going to go into L.A. and beat the Rams? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think the Forty Niners are going to beat the Lions. Okay. Oh, this is tough. Because the Raiders Broncos game is one that I don't want to pick, so but if I were to look at it, I would say John Gruden would win that game. Okay. Uh, so so looking at it now, and I do think actually the Bears are my upset pick of this week. Okay. So I'm I, I think Nagy, um, and Gruden are the only two that would probably win. Not picking Shermer with the Giants. I think I think the Cowboys win that game. Okay. At, at home, so that's tough. I, okay. That's a great. That's, that's a really a, good question, though. Thanks. Oh, so 0 and 7, and then maybe they go 2 and 5. And who's to say they don't go 7 and 0? Wouldn't that right. be crazy? Total flip. <laughs> Total flip. That's, that's, that's a really good stat, too, though. The other question, and this is, I think, a bigger conversation for another day, but I just want your okay. short take on it. Okay. Uh, obviously, last year, we saw a lot of high-profile players go down with injuries, and we've yeah. already seen injuries be such a big 
it's true thing this year. I mean, already quarterbacks too, Roethlisberger and uh, yeah. I mean, like they're banged up in in ways that they'll still play. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, Rodgers and whatnot. I mean, Marcus obviously Marnota. we have things where like Delaney Walker was wrong, right? But that was something with his ankle, I believe. I'm not gonna. I'm not a doctor. I don't know exactly what it is. The but. thing is, a lot of these things are becoming soft tissue things. Okay. ACLs, things like that. So okay. it's not like broken bone. Okay. In your mindset, what's going on? Do we need to, oh. like, practices aren't as physical anymore? Okay. Preseason, do we need to shorten it? I know this is a conversation, totally, this is a bigger conversation for another day, but your short take on that. If I'm, be, if I'm being totally honest, I feel like the issue is that the league is almost babying players too much. Okay. Because, I mean, and obviously there were a lot, but I... Maybe maybe I'm not old enough to remember this, but to my knowledge, there weren't this many crazy injuries to high profile players yes, back in the day. Exactly when they used to have two a day, three a day practices, full pads all every pack practice. You yeah, know? and I'm not saying that they need to go back to that. I do think there's been a lot of uh, evolution of the game and a lot of progress made on on health and safety, especially right. with head injuries, exactly. and concussions. Absolutely, but still. I really think that this is happening because players aren't allowed to have that contact and let their body build up that resistance to it and, you know, interesting have that sustainability because if you're not hitting and, and, and taking hits and, and out there and live action and then you go out in live action and get a hit, you know, maybe it's a soft tissue injury, but your body wasn't prepped for that kind of shock. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a big thing. I, and it's something that the league will obviously continue to talk about. Yeah. But I really think that it, you're you're babying them a little bit too much. Cool. Yeah, that's something I want to talk about. It's a good question in the, in the future. It really is. The reason I I wasn't trying to be like I'm going to think of a really complicated no, but it's question. A good question. I mean, I was just cuz the reason I'm asking uh which made me think about it is cuz in our one of our fantasy leagues, we yeah. have the IDPs and I drafted both Keanu Neal and Deion Jones and both of them are so out sad. already. It's and so sad. Uh, I'm curious it's to see what that defense becomes. They're so vital of that. On the Falcons defense. Huge hits. Uh, so I was just so disappointed because yeah. those are two players I both just really enjoy watching their talent on the field. I was like, damn. I, I would confidently say that they were their two best players on defense. So, yeah, I don't think you're incorrect. Two, they're probably player, in terms of best players on the whole team, they're probably two and three behind Julio, in my opinion. They could definitely, <laughs> they'd definitely be in the that conversation. Team's, that, te- that team's got a lot of questions. All right, so uh, that was cold reads. All right, let's. Uh, was solid. Yeah, those were those were good. I appreciated mm-hmm. those questions, pal. Yep. Let's uh, get on to pal's picks. Yeah. Let's do a little bragging because okay. right now. Uh, let's do you do a little bragging. <laughs> I am two and one, and Adam is. Oh and three. Oh and three. <laughs> <laughs> so let's write the ship this so week, pal. Sad. All right. So I forget. Do we do we do this back and forth? Or do we do all. We three? did. I think we did all three. All right. Yeah. I'll go. I'm, I'm gonna ask you first because okay. you got you got a rebound here. Let's do it. Let's rebound. So we're going with the Carolina Panthers traveling to the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, we just talked about both this. teams that uh, obviously Carolina won. Atlanta didn't last yeah. week, but I don't think either team performed the way they yeah, thought they, they don't would. Feel very strong, and we just kind of talked about it with the Falcons losing a couple players is really tough. Yeah, but I think Falcons rebound. I really do. I, okay, I think. We t- and we've talked about it. If anybody is a listener from our original radio show, we talk a lot about the inconsistency of Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers offense. Yeah. I think it continues a lot this year, and I think that the Falcons at home are tough, even okay. without those two guys. I think the Falcons are rebound. I think Matt Ryan rebounds in a big way. Okay. Um, uh, 
say I'm Carolina. Give like a score. I'm gonna give like a score or anything, but I don't think. Yeah, it's, we don't do scores. I was gonna say I, I don't think it's a, I but I don't think it's a one score game. I think the Falcons win by at least more than one score. Okay. Yeah. You say uh, Carolina's hurting on their offensive line. They are obviously lost Greg Olson, so and they're dealing with. Big. We talk about Atlanta being hurt. Carolina's hurting Absolutely. too. Uh, all right, let's go uh, Chiefs at the Steelers. This is a tough game. It, for this is when I looked at the schedule. This was to me the toughest game to pick. I think this is gonna be a fun one. And I don't like. I don't want to say either team because I feel like it's such a. <laughs> I feel I don't. I don't know what the it's betting. Not how pills, pills well, pills. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the betting line on this game is, but I can't imagine it's that wide of a margin. But I'm gonna say the Chiefs. Okay. The road team. Interesting. Um. I. I don't believe in the Steelers that much this year. I really don't. Okay. I, and their their defense is, is better than people give it credit for, but it's not amazing. Uh, and, you know, their offense is still very good. James Connerfield and nice. But I think they get out-dueled here. I think that Kareem Hunt has a bounce back because he didn't have that crazy of a game. Yep. I think Kareem Hunt has a bounce back game. I don't think Mahomes goes off for as much as he did, but I think Mahomes takes care of the ball against that defense, and I think the Chiefs win on the road. Okay. 2-0 start. There we go. The uh, last pick I have for you is uh, two winless teams looking to get back on track. Uh-huh. We're going uh, Detroit Lions go out to uh, San Fran to take on the 49ers. San Francisco's going to win. Okay. I, and I feel bad for Matt Patricia. I really do. Um, but I don't – I think it – and it's interesting that last year his defense was like run all over the first couple weeks and then they turned it around and they were good. And I feel like that might happen similarly this okay. year, maybe. Um, but uh, I think Jimmy G rebounds in a nice way and, and they win. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right well, there we cool. go. There's uh, your So I have the Falcons and 49ers at home and the Chiefs on the road. Nice. Which is interesting because when I, me and my buddy Charlie do weekly peak picks on Twitter and I think I picked the Steelers in our weekly picks but sitting here talking <laughs> well just like deeper diving into these teams I'm looking at it and it's so close I think I'm going to pick the Chiefs with us so. alright there we go so pals picks for Joshua we're going to go Dolphins Jets I Dolphins at New York Jets this is such an interesting game two teams that came out the way that I didn't think they were going to come out in week one yeah so all right. Well, I mean, obviously that Dolphins game was very interesting with uh, the delays, multiple delays. <laughs> uh, it was like a seven-hour total game, mm-hmm. uh, which is very rare. I feel like those often benefit the home team. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm still gonna roll with my team. All right. I'm going with uh, with the Dolphins. Dolphins going to New York. Going into New to New York to uh, to beat the Jets. I think there's a there's a lot of aspects that I I think factor into this. I think. New York's coming off such a high mm-hmm. of their Monday night game. They yeah. won. They performed so, so well. It's going to kind of be like that fall-off thing. It's kind of okay. a trap game with them. I don't think they're thinking of Miami as a threat. Uh, okay. The okay. reason... Trap game in week two. <laughs> I mean, but in, in a way, I think I be- that's... No, I believe you. That I is just a think thing. it's funny. <laughs> uh, the biggest reason I'm leaning towards the Dolphins, and again, this is just going to be so wrong. It's going to be laughable <laughs> when we listen to it later. While Patricia is great as a... Defensive mind, Detroit obviously didn't play well on the defensive side. Uh-huh. Even uh, Darnold's big mistake was the the pick return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'm very solid on Miami secondary. Okay. So I think they're gonna offer okay. they're gonna present a bigger challenge 
uh, for for the rookie. Mm-hmm. I think I like. We haven't seen a lot of it in week one, but I mean, like they, Miami has a lot of good pieces to get. They have Quinn, they Wake, do. Branch that it's can like team. they can throw some interesting interesting team interesting right. formations at them. I think they're gonna rattle them a little bit, and I think uh, Rashad Jones, Fitzpatrick. Okay. I think. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna make some plays. So Dolphins travel to New York, get a win. Okay, next one. This is a tough one too. Texans at Titans. It's a tough one to me. Maybe it's not tough to you. It's not super tough to me. I'm okay. all about Houston. All right. I think Deshaun Watson's gonna rebound. So we're flip flopping our trend from last year. Don't last week, uh, road team road team. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I don't. Not one hundred percent positive of the health of Mariota right now. Okay. Vrabel's come out and said. Both Marcus and Blaine might play. Yeah. I think especially if you throw Blaine Gabbard out there, that defense is going to eat, and they're going to... I mean, they played well against Tom Brady. They did. They, they played well against Tom did. Brady. I think they're going to roll, and I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to struggle the way he did. Okay. So I'm going Texans with, with on the road. Texans on the road. Last one, and this to me, this is another interesting one. Raiders. I think it's going to be a great game. I Raiders really at excited. Broncos. And they play each other so interestingly. Every yeah. Think about last year's primetime game when Cooper went off for the best game of the, his career. career yeah. his, definitely his year, at least. Yeah. Uh, played lights out, but I'm rolling with the home team here. The home here. team, all right. Uh, I love what Case Keenum did. Uh, against I what I think I mean obviously Seattle's defense is not what it was but right. I think it's a better defense than what the Raiders present. Okay. Uh, I love his chemistry already that you see with Thomas and Sanders. I think mm-hmm. they're not gonna have a whole lot of trouble moving the ball. Okay. Where I think Derek Carr will perform better than he did on Monday night right. against the Rams, but Denver's defense is still Denver's defense. It's true. And so, they had to grab the chub. Yeah. So. <laughs> I uh, I'm rolling with the home team there. I okay. think I just think Case Keenum will able be able to do more against that defense yeah. than Derek Carr will be able to do against. And it's funny you just asked me the the um, the cold breeze question about Gruden, and I'm pretty sure I picked the Broncos when I did my weekly picks too. <laughs> it's just, You're all over the place. And all, especially with games that I think like I feel like that's a close game right there. I feel I really think that that's like a 24-20 game. Yeah. You know what I mean. So either way, um, so I if I had to. It's not that I disagree with your picks, but I think that's you know maybe the Jets win over the over the over the Dolphins. I'm pretty sure I picked them, but uh, yeah, solid picks. Thanks. Solid picks. Well, uh, we're gonna get into friends' fortune here. Yeah, so, let's wrap uh, this this sucker up. Let's uh, get moving so on. So I, I went first last week. So you want me to go first, go first this first week? This All right, week. then okay. uh, let's get this rolling on. All right, folks. All right, folks, it's just me in the room. Uh, obviously, uh, I was wrong on my last week's for- friend's fortune. Uh, I think I debated and I defended it fairly well. Uh, this week, though, I, uh, I'm very excited. So I'm going into uh, the Redskins-Indianapolis game. This is going to be the first time that Alex Smith has taken on Andrew Luck fully since their 2013 playoff game. The two teams played uh, in 2016, but... Uh, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles came in uh, when Alex Smith got injured. So, like I said, this is the first team or first time uh, in a handful of years that Luck has gone up against uh, Alex Smith. That was obviously the game back five years ago when the Chiefs gave up their gigantic, gigantic lead. Uh, In that game, though, there were 821 passing yards between the two quarterbacks, over 1,000 total yards in that playoff game. 
my prediction for this week is that there is going to be over 900 total yards of offense in this game between the Redskins and Coles, with 725 being passing yards between Andrew Luck and Alex Smith. You heard it here first. Let's get Adam in here for his friend's fortune. All right, folks, so we need to really rebound this week from my pitiful friend's fortune from last week. So this week, uh, we're taking a dive into two teams that had very interesting games that we didn't expect. We're going to Saints and Browns this week. Uh, Very intriguing game. The Saints defense gave up a whole lot of points, and that Browns defense played really, really tough. So... And this is a really tough one, but I'm going to go bold with this one. And I'm saying that the Cleveland Browns knock off the New Orleans Saints. And they put up 40 on the New Orleans Saints. Um, The reality is next week you're all probably going to be laughing at me again like we were laughing this week. But I think that as much as we talked about the Saints defense going to right the ship eventually... I think that they start off kind of shaky again this year like they did last year. And in years past, it's going to take them a little while to get it together. But I really think that uh, Taylor to Gordon and uh, you know Nick Chubb and Carlos Hyde in the backfield are going to put up points. So uh, Browns offense going to hang 40 on the Saints in a victory. All right, so that was uh, Friends... Fortunes. Fortunes, friends. (laughs) God, help us with a name, folks. please. All right, so uh, that wraps up episode two. We went a little bit longer this week. I didn't expect that. We have a lot to say, and that's okay. Hopefully... Hopefully we don't go ever too much longer than an hour and a half. But we, yeah, I feel like that's... Hour to an hour and a half will probably be our episodes. Yeah, so... Unless there's a lot more. But thank you for tuning in. Yeah, Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, at SimultCatch. And like our page on Facebook. We have, our, we have our YouTube channel as well. And this week, uh, we'll be working a lot harder on getting on this on more podcast formats. So, uh, so maybe, you listen to it maybe you'll be listening to this episode on that. I'm That'd not really sure. Um, so, but yeah, we're about to have a little more time open up for us to devote to this. Uh, we're going to work on our opening, opening song yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, so, exciting times here yeah. at Simultaneous Catch. Thanks for tuning in, guys. God bless.